Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah. And if anybody out there that listens to me celebrates Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa. You know, a lot of people talk a lot of crap about Kwanzaa and say it's a made-up holiday. Well, yeah, it sort of is a made-up holiday. But at the same time, every holiday has to have an origin somewhere. So if you if you celebrate Kwanzaa, more power to you. I hope you had a good one of those. But I hope everyone is having a good holiday season and getting ready for the new year. I would like to take just a moment to discuss an observation I've had about this holiday season and actually the entire year. And that observation is that I think everybody has had an impacted asshole of social distancing and quarantines and not leaving your house because every time I went shopping this year, and like I say, all year long, every time we have done anything with the family, whether it was an amusement park or a restaurant or a shopping mall or a tourist destination, everywhere we have went has just been a mass of humanity. Now, the government and the media, they're still trying to push this panic porn that, you know, there's all these variants and we've all got to be afraid. I don't think people are listening to that garbage anymore. And that is a good thing. I don't know how you feel about COVID or the Omicron variant or the Delta variant. Uh, Like I said before, a couple episodes ago, I saw a lot of people that were saying they were very nervous to go outside. I do not understand that. Me personally, I know one individual that passed away from COVID, and that is a tragedy. I'm not trying to make light of that, Uh, but this lady had had cancer a couple of years ago, and maybe from the chemo treatments, her immune system was still compromised. Maybe she was just one of those unlucky people that just genetically she could not deal with COVID, and unfortunately, she did pass away. That's one person that I know out of the hundreds of people that I know. Because the fact of the matter is, this disease is not super deadly. You know, the death tolls is inflated for various reasons. We'll never know the exact number of people that actually died from COVID. But this has been blown out of proportion from the moment this came onto the scene. And a lot of it was the left wanted to get rid of Trump. At this point, I think it's that the left wants to keep all these ridiculous restrictions because they are just hooked on telling everybody what to do. Now, you can call me a conspiracy theorist if you want to. I'm not a tinfoil hat-wearing nut job, but I do kind of pay attention to what's going on, and people are going about their lives, and the world's not coming to an end. You know, we're almost to the end of the football season. How many college games and professional football games have we had this year where you had 80,000 people shoulder-to-shoulder screaming their heads off for four hours a day? I have not seen this giant wave of casualties. It's it's not like the stand where they've got bodies piled up outside of hospitals. But if you watch the news, that's what they tell you is going to happen. And now they're pushing the Omicron variant super hard. What they're not telling you on the news is that the report that came out of Africa, which is where the Omicron variant originated, was that it did spread very easily and it also did not seem to make people seriously ill. Now, obviously, they're not going to include that last part because that doesn't scare you into staying in your house. But they should report that because that is part of the story. It's what a reporter would do. But of course, the media is not a reporting agency anymore. It is a propaganda agency. And so they're pushing the scary part where it transmits quite easily, but they're leaving out the part that it doesn't really make you sick. That is what viruses do. 
the virus does not want to kill you. And when I say does not want to, it's not a conscious decision. But when a new virus comes on to the scene, you can basically break it up into into three categories. You've got does not spread very easily. You have spreads very easily and doesn't make you very sick. And then you have spreads easily and kills whoever it gets into. Now, the first category, if it doesn't spread easily, it's not going to survive because it's not going to be able to go to a new host and that line of the virus is going to die out. On the other end of the scale, the one that kills people when they get it, the virus doesn't want that either. The virus does not want to kill the host because if the host dies, the virus dies. So that strain is going to die out very quickly. And what you're left with in the middle is something that spreads fairly easily but it doesn't make you sick, which is ideal for the virus. The virus does not want to make you so sick that you're going to pile up in bed and not get around anybody because it can't spread to a new host in that situation. The ideal position for a virus to be in is it's spread very easily and it does not make you very sick. It may make you feel a little bit bad, but you're still up and walking around and going to work and going to school and going about your life so it can get to new hosts. Think of the flu. Think of the common cold. Think of hundred other diseases you've had in your life where you get it, you get sick, and you get over it. That's what the virus wants, and that's where this virus is going, just like almost every other virus. Now, there's no guarantee that that's what will happen because sometimes odd things happen, but you have to think in evolutionary terms. The goal of the virus is to reproduce. It does not want to kill the host. It does not want to be in a position where it can't get to new hosts. So the ideal place for it to go, and this again, this is not a conscious decision. This is just how things work out. You get viruses that are spread fairly easily, but don't make you very ill. And it seems like that's what the Omicron variant is. It's sort of the logical progression of the virus, which gives it the best chance to propagate, which is what every biological entity on this planet wants to do. It wants to produce the next generation. It wants to continue its line. I know if the news told you that little tidbit, it wouldn't scare you and it wouldn't make you want to stay in your house and not go to work. But that is a smaller and smaller portion of the population that is listening to Fauci and is listening to CNN. Because just from my anecdotal evidence, everybody in the state of Pennsylvania wants to get the hell out of their house. And when I went to malls and I went to Walmart and Target, any place that I went shopping, it was just packed. Very few people were wearing masks. Everybody was out having a good time. Nobody is going to, well, I won't say nobody because obviously somebody is going to be unlucky and they're going to catch this and pass away. But 99.99% of the people that I saw out in the mall are just absolutely fine sitting at their house. They enjoyed Christmas. They saw a family and nobody is going to get sick and die. For the people that are still terrified of this and they're hiding in their homes, you know, it's your life. Do what you feel like doing. I would argue that at that point you're existing, you're not living, and that's sort of a pointless existence. I mean, yeah, you can survive a very long time if you hide in your house because something bad might happen when you go out, but who wants to spend the next 30 years in their house? It's That's kind of the basic thing. I could go to prison for the rest of my life. I would not have to worry about dying in a motorcycle crash or a car accident. I'm going to be exposed to very few diseases. Um, I would have to stop smoking, stop drinking. That would extend my life. But do you want to spend 40 years in prison? That's no way to live. 
I'd, I would much rather get another 15 years and be able to enjoy them than to get 30 and hate every second of it. And for the people that go out and they wear a mask, again, if that makes you more comfortable, you know, you do you. But the studies are in. The masks do next to nothing. They don't do zero. They are going to protect you a little bit. But keep in mind, that is just a talisman. You know, that's a scared native shaking bones at the volcano. You're really not doing anything that is there to make you feel better. And it has about the same effective rate of someone putting garlic around their neck to ward off evil spirits. And I'm not using hyperbole there. That is pretty much exactly what you're doing. It's a superstition that you're trying to keep at bay. And it's just about as effective as the garlic around the neck. The good news is most people are not wearing masks outside and it does my heart good because that means most people are seeing all these rhetorical stories coming out of the CN, out of CNN and MSNBC and the stuff from Dr. Fauci and the World Health Organization and all these government entities that are telling you that you have to be terrified and you have to wait for them to tell you when you'll be safe. We see that for what it is, and it's just it's for their power, not for your safety. And I just wanted to say, good job, America. It warms my heart to see that. And while we're on the subject of getting out and celebrating, we are coming up on New Year's Eve. Um, I do want to caution everybody to please be safe. I'm certainly not encouraging anyone to drink and drive, but the fact is that there are a lot of people that have a couple of drinks on their way home from work every single night of the week. Those people are sort of used to having a little bit of alcohol in their system and driving home. I'm not really concerned about those individuals, but they call New Year's Eve amateur night for a reason. And it's because you have people that don't drink in any other circumstance, but on New Year's Eve, they will have a couple of drinks to ring in the new year. And then they're driving home and you do have a lot of accidents on New Year's Eve that you just don't see any other time of the year. Uh, Maybe Christmas time, you have people going to office parties that, again, that person never has a drink any other time of the year, but they're in that very social situation and they're getting a lot of peer pressure and they wind up having a couple of drinks. But just be careful out there. I generally do not go out anymore because I am a middle-aged man with a family and I don't get to go partying on New Year's Eve anymore. But if you're one of the lucky people that do get to go out and enjoy yourself on that evening, uh, please be careful. Make it home safe. I've been thinking about the song Old Lang Syne this week. The only time you ever hear that song is at New Year's, and it does not, just listening to the lyrics, it does not really seem to have a lot to do with the new year. I did a little digging into the origins of this story to try to figure out how that became tradition. Uh, Old Lang Syne is a Scottish folk song from centuries ago. The Scottish pronunciation of that phrase is Old Lang Syne, not, not a Z the way we would say it. It literally translates to old long time, which the phrase, when they say it, it, they're actually saying, you know, just days past or times long ago. And it was traditionally sung at Hogamani, which was a winter solstice festival. Now, that winter solstice festival, uh, traditionally, they would uh, visit friends and family. They would give presents. Uh, Sounds like a precursor to a lot of the Christmas traditions that we have. But the Scots also sung it at the New Year Festival. And it was basically just a a song that would celebrate the times past, the year that was going away and the new one coming in. Now, again, this was a very old folk song. It was passed down through an oral tradition. But in 1788, a poet from Scotland, a man named Robert Burns, 
collected a lot of the various lyrics and stanzas for this song because apparently it was a little bit different depending on what region of Scotland you were in and actually compiled a list and sort of wrote some of the lyrics for himself. But he wrote a poem in 1788, which has become the traditional lyrics for the song. These lyrics are quite a bit different than what we sing now. Um, The original opening stanzas of the songs were, Should old acquaintance be forgot and never thought upon, The flames of love extinguished and fully passed and gone, Is thy sweetheart now grown so cold that loving breast of thine that thou canst reflect I'm sorry, that thou canst never once reflect on old Lang Syne. Which it always kind of struck me as odd. Now, generally, we only sing the first stanza of the lyrics, and of course, the English version is a little bit different. But to me, it always sounded like you were saying, you know, to forget about the past, you know, should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind. But it's sort of posing the question, you know, should we forget these things? Should we let the past go into the past? And, of course, the suggestion is that, no, we should remember these things. But a lot of the other stanzas deal with drinking and revelry. We kind of leave that stuff out. For old Lang Syne, my dear, for old Lang Syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old Lang Syne. And surely you'll buy your pint cup, and surely I'll buy mine. We'll take a cup of kindness yet for old Lang Syne. Seems like we go out of our way to scrub any sort of drinking and revelry out of any of our traditions. But let's face it, Americans will Americans will attach themselves to any holiday that involves drinking beer. Just look at Cinco de Mayo. That's a huge deal over here. I, I have heard that in Mexico, they just simply don't really celebrate Cinco de Mayo. I mean, they're aware of it, but it's not a big deal. We go nuts with Cinco de Mayo over here. Just go to any Mexican restaurant on May the 5th, and you'll see what I'm talking about, which is why I think New Year's is such a big deal all around the world. It's, you know, it's one of the few holidays that does not have any sort of religious or really any kind of tradition to it other than just, you know, it's a party. And a lot of these holidays at the winter solstice, that's basically what it was to begin with. It was, you know, just revelry and drinking. And you got to remember that for most of human history, winter was a very bad time particularly in Europe. And a lot of these festivals at the winter solstice came about because, hey, let's get together. Let's have some food. Let's drink. Let's have a good time because here very shortly, people are going to start dropping dead of disease and starvation and exposure. And for a lot of human history, there was a very good chance that people that you were drinking and eating with at the winter solstice, they were not going to be alive in the springtime. And that does not just mean the elderly like it does to us. I mean, that could be the 14-year-old son of your neighbor. It could be the 20-year-old mother of three that lives down the street. You just did not know who was still going to be alive come springtime. And a lot of these festivals were simply about the community coming together and spending time together before a lot of those people died and were in the ground come springtime. The Christian church and the Catholic church over the years have really sanitized a lot of these holidays and made them more family-friendly, more uh, religious religious observances. But New Year's remains one of the few, let's go out and party and let's have a good time, let's enjoy each other's company, and we'll mark this occasion with a few drinks and a fantastic meal. So, Happy New Year to everybody. That is about what I've got for you today. I hope everybody that is traveling is going to make it home safe. 
Have a good end of the holiday season. Uh, my birthday is actually in the first part of January, so I've always kind of been able to cruise to a stop on the holidays a little later than everybody else. But I hope everybody has happy holidays. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, please consider giving me a like and a comment. And if you really want to show me some love, uh, give me a subscription to the show. As always, you can send me a comment at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com or you can go to the Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page. All right, guys, everybody get out and have fun on Friday. I will talk to you again on Monday. Uh, this is the only episode for this week because I am out of town traveling. But I hope everybody has a good Friday evening, uh, not too hungover on Saturday, and we will talk again soon. Thank you very much. <laughs>